Being a Christian woman and walking in God's calling for our lives can be a difficult task. With the world and pop culture telling us to be one way, and the Bible saying another, you kind of end up feeling like an other. Well, you're not alone. Join me now and my friends as we navigate life in our 20s and 30s, while making sure we live out our faith, embrace our femininity, and looking cute. We discuss pop culture, life, careers, relationships, and so much more. Prepare to be entertained and educated. I know you're going to love it. Join our movement and embrace being another girl. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm her friend, Melanie. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. If you are listening, you should head over to Spotify where you can see the video or YouTube because Melanie is co-hosting this week and she always has really good, funny animations um, and it just makes the experience better. We are back. We actually missed last week because um, a lot was going on. I went to the March for Life in Washington, D.C., I was there with Melanie. You may have seen our absolutely cute outfits um, and our signs. You might have seen it on social media. I don't know. But yes, that was us. The two Barbies um, was me and Melanie. Yes, you have logged on to the right podcast to find us. Um, No, but in all honesty, uh, in all sincerity, we were at the March for Life last weekend. And I kind of want to just chat about it really quick. What do you think was the best part about the March for Life last weekend? I really enjoyed the snow because that okay. was, I know, our first time marching in the snow for the National March. And, you know, snow is just so rare being from Texas. So it's like, whoa, snow. And also, I feel like there was just something iconic to feel in solidarity with um March for Life's past, because uh, I know I've seen pictures of um, people marching in the snow in the past, so it felt cool to be like, whoa, and now we're like them too. And I also was uh, just so happy that I got to march or, you know, celebrate with my baby in my womb, that this was baby's first first uh, March for Life season. And yeah, I, I showed off my belly outside of the Supreme Court. And I saw a lot of media. Yeah, I saw a lot of media taking pictures of me. I just wanted to like show that my baby was here. And yeah, some person accused me of faking it. Yeah. (laughs) But anyone who's seen my social media, you've seen some of my ultrasound pictures, you know, it's there's a baby. So that was my favorite part. And that person, just a side note, that person blocked Melanie because I saw that they posted it. So I sent it to her twice and she's like, what are you talking about? You didn't send me anything. I'm like, yeah, like, look, this. And then she was like, I can't see it. So I screenshotted it. Turned out they had blocked her, so. Yeah, he immediately blocked me. Like, there was not even an opportunity for me to, like, say anything. Just immediately yeah. blocked. Yeah, pretty, or he could have already fan, had you blocked. I've actually, he could have already had you blocked. I've actually had that happen. Like, um, it's this account. I don't even want, you know, I'll, no, I don't want to say their name. It's an account that's, like, those are the girls, but for people on the left pretty much and my friend was like oh look at this account it's so cute it's kind of like you like maybe you guys could do like a debate or even something and I'm like looking I'm like I don't see anything 
And um, she's like, I just sent it to you. So then I go to another account that I have and I find it. I'm like, oh my God, like they blocked me. They preemptively blocked me. Fan energy. Yeah. And I'm just, and I'm also like, okay, how did they know to block me? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. You were on their radar. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, So for me, so to be honest, I thought you started off saying the snow and in my head I was like I mean like anything you know I thought like maybe you're gonna say like a a booth we went to or something like that but no you you wrapped it up really well like it it the plane landed smoothly okay okay (laughs) um so for me I think the best part um this year specifically was a lot of the networking it was really good to see um people who i hadn't seen for a while i hadn't seen you since i think the last march really which is so crazy because we kind of talk almost every day really i think it was since the last march was there nothing in between a whole 365 days no we can't do that that long then since we last well it's also because like we talk on the phone and then when we do talk on the phone, it's never like a, Hey girl, I hope you're doing well. Great. It's like a, okay, it's been two hours. I gotta go type of situation. Uh-huh. Um, so I do think that probably makes it feel like it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw Melanie. I saw another, um, my other friend Savannah. She's been on the podcast before. She's also pregnant. Um, I saw Christina Bennett. She's a friend of mine. Um, it's just, it was just really cool to see, So like network, and then I met some new people who I had never met before because we went to, uh, Melanie and I also went to a, um, to the O'Connor, the Cardinal O'Connor conference, which I really enjoyed. It was a little bit different. Uh, Neither one of us had been before. And I'm actually going to go to the Sisters of Life that were there are doing an event near Charlotte. I'll post about it. I'm actually going to go to that in a couple of weeks. Whenever, I think it's like the first weekend of when Lent starts. Which, oh, dang it, that's not on the docket, but we should talk about that maybe next time you come on. Um, Because, yeah, anyway, so that was really cool to, you know, experience that conference and, like, just to learn a little bit of different things, different tactics. Um, And I really encourage everyone to, I think, going to the march is a great first step. And it's also very rejuvenating, like, um, you know, we also went to the Law and Life Conference, which was interesting. It was different. And, um, you know, these things are really rejuvenating because everybody's talking about life. Everyone's on our side pretty much. And I, I don't know, just something about being in a space with like-minded individuals. Everyone is always so kind, so encouraging. Um, so I definitely, I think it's a great first step. Next year, my plan is to do something like bigger we also were at the rehumanized meetup um and i really really enjoy going to that there's a lot of really great i i don't want to say alternative because it makes it seem like we're like different but it's in the indie it's a lot more indie i guess um yeah that's probably the right word a lot more indie organizations that um serve a diverse group of people and i I enjoy attending things like that because A, you hear something different and then B, you can meet different people and just learn because like if our whole goal is to reach people, our whole goal is to change hearts and minds. Um, You know, obviously, you know, loss, but like the other part is to change hearts and minds. If that's our goal, then we should be trying to do what we can to reach the hearts and minds that we need. For example, if we're going to say that, um, you know, 38% of abortions happen to 
black people, then we should figure out how do we talk to black women? How do we talk to them? What is the most effective way to do that? If that is our goal, if, if that's your goal, if that's not your goal, if you have other intentions, then okay, you know, keep doing whatever you want to do. Anyway, I can rant for a long time. All that to say, next year, I really do want to get like a group together. Um, and I want people who have never been to just come. I think it's, like I said, it's a really good kickstart because you go and you come back to your town and you're like, yeah, I need a volunteer on the sidewalk. I need to volunteer my PRC. I need to do a bajillion other things. One second. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get invigorated. Yes. Um, so that's what I really want to encourage everyone to go next year. Speaking of which, um, we have a lot of stories and a little bit amount of time. So we're going to get into the stories in a second. But our Share the Love um, party is actually moving from February 3rd to March 23rd. Um, just had to push it back, but we're still doing it because once again, we're excited, we're invigorated. And I think this is going to be a great um, opportunity if you're like, I'm really not pro-life or if you're like, I am pro-life, but I'm kind of shy about it. This is a great way to um, help your community because what we'll be doing is we're making Embrace Grace boxes. And these are just boxes of encouragement that we're going to give to the Pregnancy Resource Center that we're going to do it at, at University, U City Women's Center. I'll have the link. It'll be available. We are going to be doing it at that center. And those boxes are going to go to there. And then those boxes are going to go to women who have unplanned pregnancies or who are having, um, or who are just in like not the best situation. Um, so if you are just kind of like on the outskirts of being pro-life or you're just not sure where you fit in, I think this will be a great experience for you. Um, Jane is the director. She's an amazing woman. We were texting today. She is also going to give us a tour and we're going to talk a little bit about like what the center actually does. So if you've also never been to a center, I think this will be a great, great experience. This is going to be March 26th. I'm sorry, March 23rd, and then March 30th is our Love Life Week, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and then, oh, lastly, the last episode of Life Month actually interviewed Melanie about sidewalk outreach. That is our last episode for the month. So we had um, someone from Let Them Live. We had Jade, who is uh, the creator of Black Pro-Life Woman and Woman. Um, we had uh, Amy Ford from Embrace Grace, and we had Melanie Slayazar um, <laughs> to come on. So this month, I really wanted to just give like a kind of variety of the different um, aspects of the pro-life movement. So hopefully you learned something. Um, and if you go to our Patreon now available, you will hear a personal, super personal story about my how I got involved in pro-life activism. It is on the Patreon. It is now available for everyone to listen to. If you are on the Patreon, you can join for as low as $5 a month. And let me tell you something else about that. Everyone who is a Patreon by January 31st. So I think two days after this comes out, if you are a Patreon by January 31st, you'll be entered to win a $50 gift card to Culture of Life 1972. I will do the drawing February 1st. So you should go ahead and join. It's only $5 a month. There's also option if you feel so led, $20 a month. There's even a $60 option. That would be fabulous. But if you just really enjoy the podcast, if you like what we're doing and you want to support it, $5 a month um, is the minimum you can pay. 
All right, I think that's it on morning announcements. Melanie, is there anything going on in um, San Fran you want to talk about? Hmm. It's announcement time. What is going on? Well, I will say in general, 40 Days for Life, the next campaign starts on Valentine's Day. I have it on my calendar, February 14th. So if you've never been out to the sidewalk, 40 Days for Life is a great first step. That was my first step ever going out to the sidewalk was just participating in a 40 Days for Life campaign, going out, just praying. I know it's a big first step just to stand outside of the abortion center. So I encourage you, if you're on fire right now from post March for Life, Walk for Life season, don't let that fire dwindle out. Take that fire and participate in the upcoming 40 Days for Life. Just get out there, stand on the sidewalk, pray, and then see where the Holy Spirit leads you next. And, um, February 14th is also Ash Wednesday. Oh, really? Do they align again? Oh, this has happened before. I guess I'm, you know, I'm not kind of sorry. Yeah. I haven't really paid attention. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday, and the first day of 40 Days for Life. Wow. Well, February 14th is a packed, a jam-packed day, everyone. <laughs> cool, cool. Go um, get your ashes if you, if you feel so led. Memento Mori. From dust you are to dust you shall return. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, trying to think anything else. I guess we really should get into the stories. We have a lot to discuss this week. Do you yeah. have a cup to toast? To clink, I guess. All right. So here we go. Okay. So our first story is brought to you by The Sun. Oh, um, trigger warning. I will say for a lot of the stories today, because I think we're we're going to be talking about just kind of um heavy sexual topics. Um, and we're going to get into that. So, trigger warning. Um, for suicide, bullying, and um, sexual exploitation. I guess. All right. So this is from the Sun. Tra- it's titled "Tragic End: Girl 14." took own life over bullying by tormentors who shared fake nude photos and dubbed her pals the Suicide Squad. And this article has been going around um, Twitter. So how I found out about this article is going around Twitter and it is connected to the next topic we're going to be talking about in a certain way. Um, So yeah. The boys had a Snapchat group to mock up photos of girls that are their pupils. A teen girl who took her own life after years of bullying by tormentors who shared a fake nude, there was an inquest heard. Maya Janine, 14, was allegedly bullied online in person and in person by a group of boys while attending the Jewish Free School in Kenton, North London. An inquest heard the boys had a Snapchat group where they mocked and posted nude photos of girls at the school. One of the boys also named her friend group the Suicide Squad and others kicked footballs at them. Barnett Coroner's Court was told pupils claimed teachers must have been aware of the bullying, but did nothing to stop it. JFS, which is a school, has denied that they knew about the three-year campaign and the difficulties it was causing Mia. Three-year campaign. The court was also told there was a Snapchat group called Pancha, which included more than 60 boys from JFS and possibly other schools. They used this group to 
post mocking messages about female pupils and share photos of their faces super un superimposed onto nude bodies of porn stars, it said. I'm going to read that again. They used this group to post mocking messages about female pupils and shared photos of their faces superimposed onto nude bodies of porn stars. The group also allegedly used shared nude photos of their classmates, which they pressured girls to send. Um, there is a lot more information um, on the article. I will link it as always. If you are ever listening to the podcast and you want to know what article I'm reading, this was actually suggested by a fan probably two or three years ago. We now have a blog, pay blog page that has all of the articles so you can look at it yourself. Um, Melanie, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Well, I think it's one, it's, it's so sad that like bullying continues. <laughs> Just yeah. first of all, I feel like it's, it's, it's because it's of our fallen nature, because of sin that we hurt each other, such as bullying in school and it's just crazy to me that um this exact uh, bullying that was happening through snapchat through the nude pictures or faking the girls heads on porn stars bodies like i just think like how is this even like acceptable or praised in like the gen z world because i feel like um like it, you are uncool if you are being mean to people like i've seen um like um this one reel that was like if a, if a bully from the past were to be bullying someone for their lunch money today that they would the the gen z person would just be like if you're broke just say that it's giving broke boy <laughs> like it's not cool yeah. to bully people for lunch money and same thing like it's not cool to say the r word it's not cool to to just like like now that makes you unpopular i think when you are not when you are just like heartless in those ways and i feel like the like think of the the first mean girls movie and it's like the 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 mean girls were mean girls and they made fun of people and now if you saw the new mean girls movie it's like like okay, okay i'm not gonna give it an fine, anything away fine, but it same. but it didn't like stay true to that because now it was that's not the norm anymore to be popular it wouldn't be making fun of people so anyways all that to oh, say that's but that's an interesting um like that didn't cross my mind at all I think that's an interesting um, observation of society like, today. Like you are shunned, you are canceled now. If you yeah. like, you know, if if you called someone the R word, if you did stuff like that, and so to think that this type of bullying with the nude images is happening still is very sad. And the last point I want to make is that our bodies are sacred, and it is not just like being. A naked body like like we've seen images at your local art museum of naked people like like our bodies are sacred but it's the reveal of the body it's it's the taking off of clothes that like makes the body sexy 
And yeah, I just don't think our bodies are ever meant to be on camera naked in that way. And even if like your husband and wife and you trying to send some frisky pictures to each other in the workday, I just think there's there's no way you can have 100% certainty that those images are never or only only stay within your eyes. So I, agree. I I say girls do not take a nude picture. It's not worth it. Like the the best thing you can do for the safety of your body to never be revealed outside of like your spouse's eyes is don't don't press send don't don't send a pic so first actually i'm going to comment on that part first let me let you ladies into a seek into a secret that i found out in college um and i just want to remind everyone do not send i don't care how oh he's so sweet he would never do that to me let me tell you he would let me tell you something that a guy i worked with in college told me he said that there are apps because you know especially back when snapchat first started they didn't have that 10 second or like the chat feature or anything like that he said there are apps you can get where you can open snapchat and screenshot when girls so girls would send him nudes this is a trash person i worked with he wasn't we were acquaintances we worked i i enjoy talking to him because i'm glad i'm i'm learning what what men are what boys are thinking especially college boys some of you guys are college i want you to listen to what i'm saying they will there's a, a third party app you can open it'll screenshot the nude and you will save it but the snapchat won't because you know when you screenshot a snapchat it tells you but snapchat will not notify you this is what That's he told me diabolical he literally texted every girl i knew <laughs> um and this is the reality ladies do not give into it do not send nude pictures to boys especially you know i i agree don't send it to your husband i think you know there's like you can go back and forth about whether you know that is um you know nothing in the marriage bed is defiled you can go back and forth about that but i i personally wouldn't i don't think you should but you know especially a silly boy you mean in college do not send them the picture so i want to say that first second thing i like what you were saying like the direction you were going in um in regards to the type of bullying well let me say this this is the at least from my perspective so i was bullied believe it or not people did not like me in middle school i know i know what i know i know shocking that's crazy shocking um and the type of bullying that i received i feel like is very different it wasn't anything sexual and you know i'm not saying people didn't receive some form of sexual bullying um in the past but like i feel like when i was growing up the bullying that I experienced is the bullying that people don't do now. But I do, I definitely can see because of how sexualized our country has come, the youth have become, I definitely, it, it does track that these AI pornographic pictures, because that's what it is, the AI pornographic pictures. I do see like that tracks to me that guys would still, you know, get in their little groups. I mean, a group of 60 people, a Snapchat group of 60 people, that's crazy. I was in a Snapchat group with like 30 people and I had to get out. It was just too much. I cannot imagine 60 people. So it's 60 boys looking at all of these um, young girls' bodies and um, especially the ones that were superimposed that like they weren't the ones who sent it. Absolutely awful. And even the ones that did send it, absolutely awful. Um, so 
I so that's like me commenting on what you said. I also just think this is a symptom of our over porn brain culture, and like unfortunately, it is leaking into our children. And it, something needs to be done, and it needs to be done now. Like I really think, especially, um, you know, rest in peace to this young woman, especially when the consequences are so high. Like that is this is such a tragic story. Like, um, I was some. I was scrolling on Twitter. I actually had to, like, kind of, like, back off of Twitter the past two days just because this and then our next story have been, like, going. And I've been so discouraged seeing um, supposedly uh, Christian conservative uh, – never mind. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I've just been discouraged seeing some of the responses from men. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's men. I I've been very discouraged seeing some of the responses from men. Um. So, yeah. So – it's just it's it's concerning and it something needs to be done now like these con like the con the stakes are so high and i think like if we don't give these kids consequences i i am kind of concerned like so what's going to be the consequence of doing that putting your an ai image of your body like naked is such a violation like i cannot imagine that feeling like i just can't it's just it's just such a violation and that kind of leads to the next so like these two stories are kind of connected i guess you could say um and it's from ev magazine i'm just going to read the headline so for those who do not know taylor swift there has been um these two i've only seen two but these two pictures that are absolutely disgusting going around on twitter and it's a of taylor swift and it's ai and it's pornographic it's absolutely disgusting um, and so Taylor's the, you know, the rumor mill is say she might sue the men who made the AI porn and posted it on X. Taylor, um, Taylor Swift AI porn debacle on X will probably not go unscathed as the pop star is said to be considering legal action against the websites that generated fake nude images of her. Have you seen them, Melanie? Did I include them on the no. docket? Um, I can, I have a version of it that is, uh, censored. I'll show you just so you can kind of get a, um, a hint okay. of it. And it's absolutely, like, disgusting. It's it's very upsetting um, that someone would do this. It just seems so violating. And I yeah. hate to say, uh, I saw someone use the word silver lining, and I, I feel so wrong to say that. But, I mean, if any celebrity at this point could do anything to help, it would be Taylor Swift. Um, because she's so popular and she has so much, um, pool, I guess you could say. I mean, the Congress was talking about the tickets with her ticket situation. Um, so Taylor Swift is the one who could do it if anybody could. Um, which again, I, I really hate that to think like that. Cause that's just not right. But so, yeah, I'm just kind of rambling now. Melanie, do you have any other thoughts? It's scary, the the future with AI, and it doesn't end with Taylor Swift. Like, I'm thinking yeah. of specifically child AI pornography, and it's just so disordered, so morphed people's, like, our sexual desire is not bad our sexual desires are good 
and they're holy, but they need to be rightly ordered. So mm -hmm. when people are lusting after an AI Taylor Swift or watching um, AI generated like child pornography, this was not the, the rightly ordered use of the sexual desires that God has given us. Because sex is holy. Our bodies are sacred. And so it's really scary the the potential future of the direction with AI. I agree. Um, it's so, yeah, I sent it to you. You can kind of sort of, so all the stuff that's blacked out is nude. Like it's naked, completely naked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. It's oh all, my it, gosh. I cannot imagine how violating it must feel to have someone to do that. And then some of the responses, I, I won't even give them dignity. Actually, I will say this one I saw today. Someone said, it was a man. <laughs> and he said, um, the fact that she's probably upset about this makes it even hotter. <gasps> and oh my gosh. I can, I, I know for a fact that person is addicted to pornography. Like I'm not even, totally. like, I will put my entire life savings on that. Um, and this is what happens with a society that is become so lackadaisical about sex. I think this is, I mean, this is the big consequence. I think this is the big ding, ding, ding of it all because we've become so lackadaisical. I mean, you know, some sides is just too much and we're not, I think you made a very good point, Melanie, about the proper order. We're just not in a proper order and this is what happens. But right now we really need the law to, I mean, this is what we need our government for. Like, you know, believe in small government, but this type of stuff is what we need the government for. Like, this should be on the same par as, as recording someone illegally uh, in a sexual act or something like that. I, I don't know the exact laws, but like, it should be on the same par. It, it's, this is serious. This is very serious. It's very violent. I can't even imagine. And once again, like, I hate to say silver lining or I hate to say like, well, this is the right celebrity to do it to because that's just so awful. But um, it kind of is. Unfortunately, she has, fortunately, unfortunately, she has so much power right now in society that they will listen to her. And here's the other thing too. Imagine, like, it's terrible, but I think it's a perfect juxtaposition of, I'm sure the parents of that girl who committed suicide, she's a regular kid, like nobody fancy. I'm sure they have been trying to get people to think about it, to talk about it. Mm. And now that it has happened to Taylor Swift, everyone and their grandmother is, I've already heard one or two other Thinking podcasts. Thinking about it, talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So just, and here's the other thing too. Imagine all the other, like that girl isn't the only girl that's ever happened to. There's other girls who were in that group chat. I'm sure there's girls all across the country. So I, it, it's all just so sad. And it's all, and it just brings me to think like, so, you know, we are a female-led podcast. We are talking to women. Um, that's the whole purpose. So I, I guess I kind of want to, because it's all kind of sad. Now I kind of want to, like, where's the hope? Um, like, take it to the next part in the sense of, like, where do we go from here? I think, like, this is a good example. We have to be um, advocates for ourselves as well. So if you, and for our fellow sisters, so if you hear boys laughing about that or, like, like be a girl's girl. like that's tell them that's not okay and tell someone 
I was gonna say tell an adult, but all of us are adults. Tell an adult to your adult. No, I'm just joking. Like tell the police. Um, like tell someone who has an authority that can do something about it. Like don't laugh along. I know sometimes girls, we can get in situations where we kind of are laughing along with guys, especially if you have male friends. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But like when you see them doing that type of behavior, like tell someone, tell your friends call your friends out if you know you you see your friends you scrolling through your friend's phone and like you see a nude you don't have to be like oh rebuke rebuke you can say hey girly just you know be careful you know tiny things like that like say something you don't once again don't you don't have to be judgmental everybody is in a different place in their walk with christ people aren't even christian but even people who aren't christian should be made aware like i said like there are different ways that these men are holding on to nude pictures there's different ways that some of these men and then the second half is I think we also and I've had to remind myself this week just because like I said so many terrible awful comments like not all men I think that's another thing and I want to say this on the podcast too um not all men there are really good men out there now are they the loudest not always are they really on social media most of them aren't um and are they hard to find yes but there are good ones out there (laughs) but (laughs) have i met one for myself no but there are good ones out there um no but (laughs) that's like uh really quick to like lighten the mood there i don't know if i ever showed you that tiktok of the girl her boyfriend um this girl's best friend's boyfriend went on tinder when they got in a fight to just show like hey i'm um and he went on a date with someone to just be like hey we got in a fight like other people want me like you need to sharpen up or something like that and the girl was advising her friend like hey girl like you deserve better than that like there are so many guys out there that will treat you well and then her friend went okay there's so many guys out there why don't you have one the girl went you know what you right about that you got me there. You got me there. If you want to stay with him, that's between you and him. You, you got me there. Anyway, there are really good guys out there. Um, I'm sure Melanie's tired of people saying this, but like her husband's a really good guy. Um, a really, really good guy that would never do anything like that. And he he's actually the type of man, the type of man that you would want. And this, you know, ladies out there dating. February is coming up. We're gonna do a, talking a little bit about dating and love. Um, but you know, you want a man that not only will not do those things, but also personally, I think you want someone who will speak up against it. Like mm-hmm. he, well, hopefully he doesn't have any friends that will participate in that type of stuff. But let's say he, people at work, because um, you can't really help who you work with. People at work are talking about that. You would want a man that would say, "I'm not gonna participate in this conversation, and what you're doing is wrong." Um, but you know, that's a side aside part melanie you want to add anything else um i would like to talk about jelly roll okay (laughs) so that's that let us know um if you guys think um I'll, i'll think of a spotify question but let us know about it um what you think actually let's um skip that one i okay. want to push that one back um did you have anything really was- important you wanted to say about that I was looking forward to talking about this article specifically. Okay, then let's talk about it. Okay, can I can I read it? Sure, go for okay. it. Jelly Roll gives powerful testimony oh, it's brought to-, to you by Yahoo. We say that because um, Victoria said she read somewhere that like we don't want people to think it's our words. We can get in trouble, and you already know. Okay, about- okay, okay. 
brought to you by Yahoo. Jelly Roll gives powerful testimony to Congress on fentanyl in quotes, I was part of the problem. Rapper, country music star Jelly Roll appeared before U.S. lawmakers on Thursday and gave powerful testimony on the devastating impact of fentanyl on forgotten Americans, whose real name is Jason DeFord, has spoken openly about his past conviction for drug dealing and now advocates for victims of the heroin and fentanyl epidemic. He began his testimony to the Senate Banking Committee by noting that in the roughly five minutes he was allotted to speak, someone in the U.S. will die from a drug overdose, and there is a 72% chance it will be fentanyl-related. It is important to establish you earlier... You don't have to read the whole thing. Okay, okay. a lot. He's not is a Democrat it? or Republican. He's, he's just trying to fight to protect life. So uh, I wanted to touch on this because living in San Francisco, I have never before seen so many people um, on the streets, living on the sidewalk, intense, uh, slouched over some people with their booties hanging out. And oh, wow. it's really sad, but uh, living here now, not that I never not that I didn't think these people were human, but I feel in being in such cl close proximity that they are more humanized to me now than being like far away. Yeah. And a lot of these people are addicted to opioids, fentanyl. And my husband, Jerry's actually doing work to try to help people, um, use their testimonies parents who've lost children to fentanyl overdosing um to use their testimonies to talk to school boards to try to advocate for narcan to be in every nurse's office narcan is now like what exactly is oh okay it is a nose it's nasal spray like you spritz it up in somebody's nose if you see signs that somebody's overdosing and i don't remember how it works but it's supposed to help quickly go into the brain and keep that person alive it could literally save a person's life and i agree that hopefully issues like like um drug violence people who are literally killing themselves on the streets like and and issues like this issues like trafficking that people can be united wherever you are on the political spectrum mm -hmm. and say these are like our harms to society harms to themselves human rights violations and we can work together so just wanted to share that and now since living in san francisco now we carry narcan <laughs> whenever we're out oh, and wow. about because it, it is a possibility um if if we see someone uh, like we saw someone passed out in the middle of the street who potentially was um Overdosing, overdosing and oh, wow. it's a simple thing to do i think you can get narcan for free especially if you live in a big city inner city there's places you can go to get that for free and then you just keep it on you and hopefully save a person's life i am glad we're talking about this i have said this before i really want to have someone who experienced it or who has been affected by fentanyl on the podcast i just haven't um like set up that interview yet i'm glad we're talking about this because i think melanie made a very very good point 
I myself, I don't know anyone that has ever done fentanyl. At least if they have, they haven't told me. Um, like I've said before, you know, the hardest drug any of my friends have ever really done is cocaine, um, which is bad. No cocaine. Um, and um, so this is almost like a kind of a far off thing. And I think Melanie made such a good point. A lot of times we don't really think about these things or you do think about it, but you're not really as like proactive or you're not really like passionate about it unless you see it yourself. I mean, I've seen videos on Twitter that have like made me like ball, like people whose like limbs are like rotting because of X, Y, and Z due to, due to their drug use. Um, I cannot imagine seeing someone pass out. I mean, I saw someone uh, in college, I'll never forget someone was like really zonked out at a party. And I was like tapping, like, hey, you okay? And like my friends like, come on, we got a gun. I'm like, wait, no, this person is like, and then uh, I think this is something that, like their friends will get into. And I'm like, wait, but no, this person's, I can't imagine seeing someone like in the middle of the street, how like terrifying that is. And then just as a human being a com and having compassion for people. And another thing I've heard about, um, I've heard people say when it, in regards to fentanyl is like, it doesn't care, or opioids in general, it doesn't care about your age, your race how much money you have, your religion, like it affects every demographic of a person. Like any person, like any um type of person you can meet, like it can affect them. So I also think it's just really good to have the information on that. And I, what Jerry's doing, that's great um, that he's doing that. Yeah. I think, I'll go ahead. Well, not so fun fact is, um, uh, from what I remember is that it takes more than it just takes a little more of fentanyl than the size of like the head of a pencil that can kill somebody. So oh, wow. think, think of that, like how tiny the head of your pencil is. And it could just be that much that could be secretly laced in whatever drug at whatever party that could kill your life, kill someone you love. And now that we're saying that, that also kind of reminds me, I have been seeing on the highway a lot of uh, signs that are like, uh, be careful of the drugs you use. It could include fentanyl. I haven't really been paying attention, but the word fentanyl is like big. So just the fact that they even have signs on the highway, like this is a serious problem. And I think that um, is really great that someone like Jelly Roll, I mean, Jelly Roll doesn't really make music for me. Um, I heard him on a podcast and he's like a, a lovely gentleman. That's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it. Cause like he is a, I don't, do you know who that is? Jelly Roll? Nope. He is a country rapper. That's like, he's huge. Like he's tall and like, like big. He's a country rapper. Um, and I heard him on a podcast and I really respected him. Um, he has full custody of his oldest daughter. And like, you know, whenever a man gets full custody over a child, it's always like, wow, that's big. Um, just because of, you know, how courts are. Anyway, um, so like I just I really respected some of the things that he was saying and like how he's changed his life. Um, on the podcast I was listening to, his daughter started going to church and he started going with his daughter. He hasn't fully like converted to Christianity, but he's going to church and he's listening. So, you know, let's continue to pray for him on that front but i just really like especially someone as a celebrity and someone who's made music um i don't his music doesn't glorify it or anything now but i think in the past it might have but i know that in his testimony he explained that he sold it so he has been a part of the problem but he's saying that he's stepping up like i love it and i respect that so much um so that's really why i wanted to cover it because i just thought um how great that someone who and i mean if 
you should look him up. Like, if you look him up, he looks like a, a ruffian, you know, a country rapper. He's probably not, whatever you're picturing is not how he looks. Um, he looks like a, a like a ruffian. So it's like, wow, this is so great. He's standing up and like, he's changed his life. And I also think it's inspiring um, for other people who um, are in that life to hear about people changing in that way. Um, so yeah, Melanie, you have to go. Um, yeah. I will finish the rest of the podcast but i appreciate you coming on um thank you everybody for listening where melanie was here um you can always exit a pleasure out. yes thank you. Love you. peace out girl scouts bye so i will finish the rest of this episode um very grateful for melanie for coming on um let's see okay so Last thing I kind of wanted to talk about um, that kind of relates to kind of the AI porn or just like, yeah, I guess the AI porn is kind of back to that, is I want to talk quickly about Mr. West, Kanye West. I was listening to Rusalan. I don't know if you guys have ever heard him um, talk on a, he has a YouTube show. Um, his YouTube channel, and he talks a lot. Uh, he's had Lila on, Lila Rose. If you guys, um, if you're in pro-life world, you know who that is. And he's a Christian, and he does really, really good Christian content. And I was talking to my friend. One of the reasons why I really, really like Rusalan is because he, um, no matter what, he always brings it back to the Bible. So, like, you know, sometimes he'll talk about, like, he talks a lot about culture. So he talks about celebrity stuff, and he's kind of in that world because he's a Christian rapper. So you'll talk about that stuff. And then like, you know, I'm listening to the to the pot or to the episode or watching it, whatever, because I'm like, oh, I really want to hear like the tea. And then like toward the end of the episode, he'll be like, all right. So then the Bible, it says this is how we regard to this. So I really like that. I respect that a lot about him. I'm going to play a clip from the episode that he did kind of about Kanye. And then I kind of want to talk about what he said. And then we'll wrap the episode up. Here we Go. Uh, sad, and this is alarming, and I'm praying for Kanye, and I'm and I'm hoping that the Christians that still have access to him are willing to keep it a buck with him and challenge him and lean into some hard conversations and not just pacify this this nonsense. I don't think that looking at situations like this is something that um should puff us up. I think it should humble us. I think it should humble us. Like I don't think you should look at Kanye and feel better about yourself. I think you should look at Kanye and be like, whoa, like I gotta be careful. I gotta make sure that I'm leaning into fellowship. I'm leaning into the word of God. I'm confessing my sin. Now, in terms of his mental mental health, there's there's a lot of back and forth on that. I so I really, I really felt convicted when I heard that um the very first time because i think that is our tendency when we see people sitting when we so for oh i guess i should give some context for those i don't know some people might not know this kanye and kim are no longer together he has this new wife who looks exactly like kim um and on his instagram if you follow him you have seen he's been posting pictures of her practically naked and some pictures of her just it's actually very disgusting and it's kind of humiliating to do to your wife and if you guys remember correctly he mentioned how he didn't like kim posting inappropriate pictures of herself and how he didn't want north on social media seeing some of this crazy stuff and it's like um like this isn't like um it, it's not con 
it's not congruent with the type of person we thought you were, especially, you know, he had Jesus as King. I truly, I thought he had converted. I was listening to another podcast and they were kind of talking about it. They were saying like, part of the problem is he wasn't under um, leadership, under a pastor. Like you can have these great mountaintop experiences. I'm going to link the full video because Ruslan even mentions that he says something along the lines of like, um, there's like two, two things when this type of stuff happens. It's one, you, um, are just rebelling. You know what you're doing, you're wrong. You just, you stay in that life and you're rebelling and like, God is going to bring you to your knees eventually. Like that, that's just how it is. Like all of our sins have consequences. Like you're going to come to your knees, you're going to come back. Or number two, you, all you really did was just have like this big mountain top experience and you just kind of got into the culture of it and you didn't really fully believe or you don't really yeah I guess you don't fully believe because when we think about the Bible and about us as Christians I've been thinking about this a lot lately especially in my own personal life if I want to say I'm a Christian I need to know I need to be reading my Bible because I need to know what am I saying I'm believing and then I need to at least try to be like how I'm supposed to be which is holy and the Bible lays out some of the things the Bible lays out how to live a holy and righteous life. You have to read it to know that. And if you're going to say you're a Christian, you need to follow that. Are you going to make mistakes? Absolutely. I make mistakes all the time. I am a hot mess sometimes. But I think like having that conviction, not shame, but like conviction of making that mistake is really important. I know once again for myself, like when I've made mistakes, I feel conviction. That is how I know, okay, like I'm, I sinned, Lord, please forgive me. I because also when you people think, oh, you make a mistake and you just ask God to forgive you. Oopsie daisy, you do it again. Oh, sorry. No, because like actual repentance, because what you want to do is repent. Actual repentance is saying, like, I made this mistake and I'm turning away. Will you make the mistake again? Possibly, but there's a difference between like making the mistake again and like, oh, God will forgive me. God will forgive me. And only you and God, because God knows your heart, only you and God know which one you're doing. So that's another thing. But anyway, um, so yeah. And I think that when Ruslan just said like, this is just kind of a warning, I think he's so right. There are so many times we look at other people who are sinning, sinning more than us, sinning worse than us, making bigger mistakes than us. And that could be us. Whenever I would say, um, Oh, could never be me. Like that's something. And I still say that sometimes my grandma would say with the help of the Lord, because realistically, a lot of things were like, I have done things that I've said could never be me. I have done those things. The only reason why I could not do those things, the only reason why you can not turn out like Kanye is with the help of the Lord. Now, obviously, if you're listening, like, no, I'll never do blah, blah, blah. Sure. There, you'll never have a, no offense. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably might not ever have a platform as big as his and you know because Kanye was like bigger than life at least before he was so you might not have that but like just up there's so many other things that I could never with the help of the Lord um so I do think this is just kind of like a warning and a reminder that we need to always I think a couple of things so just I guess a couple of advice of how to hold yourself accountable I guess and like how to not turn down that path because we can even think on a small scale uh when you have a breakup this is just a girly thing. If you're a guy listening, here's a hint. A lot of times when girls break up with a guy, they'll start posting more revealing pictures on their Instagram. Um, not, I don't necessarily mean like super sexual or like, you know, all, but you can, you can kind of tell like, 
girls start posting more selfies. Like it's it's become a little obvious when guys do that. But you as a Christian, there is a line. <laughs> you know, as a Christian there is a line. There is a standard. There is a difference between doing something that makes you holy versus happy. And you can cross that line. I'm just thinking of something very small and, and minor. Um, you can cross that line. That is possible. That is within your human ability. Um, so the way to stop that, I think, is a couple of things. Number one is like really being in the word. Like one thing I learned, I learned this in um at the end of my years in college, there's such a difference between okay, I'm doing another Bible study. All right, we're looking at this. And all right, I'm reading through John right now. There is such a difference in that. Um, There is such a difference in it. And currently I am going through the Bible projects, Bible in a year. I pray to, this is actually my fourth time attempting to do the Bible in a year. And like, I'm praying that this is the time I do it. Um, And I'm also doing a Bible study that is so in the Bible in the year, it's passages. You're reading passages every single day. Like that, there's a huge difference in doing that. And like, they have like videos to accommodate. So kind of like explaining that. And then I have a really good reference Bible. So it kind of gives me a little bit like a historical context and some of the things, some definitions of some stuff like that is reading your Bible. That is, um, like that is what's going to keep you from going in that direction. That's going to keep you from um, becoming what you said you could never be you. The other thing um, is having accountability. That is something very big. So these are honestly part of the reason why I'm talking about this now is because like this is what I'm going through in my personal life right now. Having accountability is so big. I realize that, and I realize this, um, recently i guess more recently um not everybody wants to be held accountable a um and not everybody will hold you accountable b and because of that you have to make sure you know where your friends lie i can admit i only have three friends i have tons of friends but i only have three friends that i know that I'm very, very close to. I'll say that because I, there are people in my, you know, that I'm not as close to that I'm sure would hold me accountable if I asked them, but like that I'm very, very close to, like really close to that I know will hold me accountable when it comes to biblical things. What does that mean? That will hold me accountable to, I'm really trying to read my Bible. When I go out with my friends and we're going dancing and like we're like um, having a good time, that you know, I'm not being inappropriate, would hold me accountable if something inappropriate started to happen. It won't, with the help of the Lord. But back to what I was saying, like, you know, a lot of things we say never could be me, but like, with the help of the Lord. So like, these are friends that'll hold you accountable for that. Um, Friends that'll hold you accountable for, uh, especially in dating. Oh my goodness, especially in dating. You really need friends that like, you know, if you go too far with your boyfriend, you're like, un- you feel uncomfortable telling them, but you have to confess. Like you need friends like that. And I, the reality is, I don't think most of us have friends like that. I, I don't, I don't think most of us do. I think that you should seek those out if you can really seek those out. 
hold on to those and treasure them and then be that for that person be that friend to call your friend out because i mean the bible tells us to call each other out i really want to be called out when i am doing a sin when i have done something that is not right i want to be called out because i want to make sure i'm doing the right thing but i have realized over the years that not everybody will do that and not everybody wants to be called out in in response so i will say for me personally i have friends that i know are doing things that they want to do and they'll continue to do those things and you know me saying something isn't going to make a difference so i'm not going to say anything i they don't want to be called out. I'm not going to call them out. They're not going to call me out. So I'm not going to go to them when it comes to something that I need spiritual guidance on. I'm not going to go to them when it comes to something I need spiritual, when I need a specific prayer. And that's okay too. Some And we've talked about this before. Sometimes your friends are just, um, you're going out friends, just people who you do activities with. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be deep and like super close to everyone. I want to release, if you're listening, I want to release you of that. You do not have to be super close to everyone. Not everybody has to know your deepest and darkest secrets. I know there's some people who think that you don't. So all that to say, um, I want you guys to listen to the full video. It's a lot of really good, good truths and nuggets in there. And just kind of like evaluate yourself and evaluate your life. If you are a Christian, if you say, if you are saying you believe this Bible, the Bible that you're reading, if you're saying that this is, you believe the Bible, this is important to you, then are you living a life that reflects that? And if you're not, are you feeling convicted when you aren't living the life that reflects that? Do you have people to hold you accountable? Are you learning about that life? Are you learning about, how do you learn about it? You read your Bible. Are you doing that? And I think that's kind of the lesson that we're learning from Kanye. And I guess just to wrap it all up together, I think when it also comes to these AI images and all of this discussing pornography, I think it all has to go back to the holy versus happy that we talk about all the time. Doing what's holy is so much more important than doing what makes you happy. And if we as a culture, as a society, starts focusing on that we've become so degenerate for lack I, I hate saying that because like uh, people who say degenerate now are kind of like cringe but like for lack of a better word we've become so degenerate and like if we can shift our mind and our focus to be more holy versus happy and to you know call our brothers and sisters out when it's necessary if we can hold each other accountable that's really what it is it's holding people accountable if we can do all of that, even with the fentanyl thing, we see our brother or sister struggling. We know our brother and sister is going through something. Like if we can work together, <laughs> oh God, that sounds so cringe. If we can work together. We can make a difference. But no, like if we, like that's what community is. And if you know me, you know how big I am on community and like friendship and like, you know, being there for each other in, in different um, seasons of life and everything. So like if we can do that, that'll change these things these kids like i'm so like the more every time i think about like the kids that have that male group chat where they're showing the it angers me so much and then i start thinking like but they are also kids they got there like they were clearly exposed to porn um and this is how their brain went they're children like I forgot why I'm bringing up their children. 
I guess that's just like also too like what's frustrating now I'm kind of rambling but whatever it's also too what's very frustrating about this whole thing is like it's ingrained in our culture like this pornography this drugs um like it's just so ingrained in our culture and we don't understand like how beautiful and Melanie made a good point how beautiful and sacred our bodies are um and sometimes even as girls like we're just displaying it and you know I don't want to get into the whole modesty talk because you know people get very offended and um but you know there are times guys like there are some things that we can say are modest and not modest like there is a line you know but you know I won't get into that but like I just if we could just recognize like the sacredness and like of our body especially as women like God made us so beautifully made and sculpted and 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 he was so purposeful about and Mary Kate said this on her when she was on our podcast um made he was so purposeful purposeful about how he made us especially compared to the male body like you know how we come together how we fit together perfectly female and male bodies fit together perfectly he was so purposeful in that and I just want us to understand that and to recognize that um once again you know if someone's making AI pornography of you there isn't really anything you can do about that other than you have to report it you have to we have to be our our own advocates it is awful horrible I'm sure it could be I can't imagine that feeling how terrible that would feel but you have to tell someone you've got to tell someone because we have got to do something about this um so yeah this has been a very different episode of those are the girls um usually the guest says the whole episode but Melanie had to go and this is the only time we could record um, I kind of ranted a little bit more than I normally like to, and I also talked more than I normally like to. I like the guests to talk a little bit more, but it is what it is. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you kind of like this style, like of me just kind of like, um, let me know if you enjoyed that. If you're like, oh, now I never do that again. I'll try never to do it again. Um, if you enjoyed this episode though, go ahead and leave us a review. A five-star review would be, um, pleasurable. That would actually be something that I would, I would really appreciate a five-star review. On Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, my question for the Spotify I want to ask, um, I have to think of it. This was kind of a heavier episode. And these weren't like fun stories. Like these are kind of like, they were all kind of sad. And like, um, maybe I kind of want to just end it on a positive note. So I guess the positive note I want to maybe leave it on is, um, goodness i'm trying to think of something positive about these stories um i don't even know i mean the thing that's popping in is just like we can control ourselves so let us i mean what kind for example like what kanye is doing like i guess we can't i mean technically i don't know the full story i'm not like a, a full-blown swifty um but i mean if she can get AI like to be a criminal AI porn to be a criminal offense or something like that. I'm having my Swifty flag. Um, but no, if I don't know the full story, but I have seen other Swifties talking and they're saying about how she in a Kanye West video actually, there was a AI image of her naked. I, I don't know the full story of that, but um so you know, Kanye's kind of already done that apparently. 
and you know the way that you can stop that once again is choosing holy over happy it is reading your bible making sure you're understanding you're a christian this is what you you say this is what you believe the bible lays out how to be live a holy righteous life and then having that accountability having those friends and once again not all of your friends are going to be like that so you know choose wisely i guess is what and i'm saying this like from a personal experience like i you know i'm trying not to like say too personal but there's like people who i really wanted to hold me accountable um for some things and they don't want to be held accountable on their thing so i'm not gonna why would i expect them to hold me accountable so i just think choose wisely wisely i guess is what i'm trying to say anywho um i guess that's just the only way i can end it i love you guys um you should join the patreon to listen to the rest of the episodes this new um month we have some good love stuff and we're gonna have some good black history stuff for those if you're listening and you can't tell i am a black woman and um i do kind of want to um i don't want to say necessarily say like educate or like that sounds weird but i want to maybe highlight some um black women that have done some really cool things and i think that might not be as um famous or things like that and and i kind of want to just talk about some issues that maybe just everyone we can all learn something that we might not know culturally or historically i don't know anyway we're gonna be doing that and love stuff next month um oh and i guess i'll give you another preview since once again i'm rambling um this thursday's episode we are back to our true crime grind so i know you guys like that all right everybody have a good day night evening however wherever you're listening bye